Yo, what is going on? How is everyone doing today? Welcome to another episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I market to have open and authentic conversations about things like mental health, self-development, uh, any type of conversations that we just don't get to have on a daily basis. And so you guys have been listening to this kind of stuff before. I want to give you guys a little bit of a preview, a little insight, a little look into the group that I have that discusses mental health, self-development, these types of topics on a daily basis. We're located on Telegram right now and we have Zoom calls every single week, uh, which is what you guys are going to be listening to today. So if you want to join a group like this, like I say all the time, reach out to me on Instagram, reach out to me on social media. It'll be at the bottom of the screen below here for you, those of you watching this video. If you listen to the podcast version of this, it'll be in the show notes below or wherever the podcast show notes are. That being said, it's at Mark D. Hendrickson. Reach out if you need to join this support group. But without further ado, let's jump into this week's conversation. You guys can kind of hear, I'll, I'll skip through the call and just kind of get to some of the parts that I consider to be the good bits. Uh, but let's jump into it, see how you guys enjoy it. And uh, we're gonna skip through a couple different parts and then uh, wrap it all up with a pretty little bow on top at the very end. So thank you for joining me. Let's get to it. There was a pivotal moment in my life where I realized that's everybody. That's everyone. I thought that adults were adults and there was an age that you get to where you just like, oh, I know everything now and I'm confident and I can navigate the world better. And I realized, I think it was like 15, like maybe that's late to realize this, but I was like, yo, everyone's guessing. What the fuck? My parents are guessing? Like that, <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? My I got that realization like last summer. Like, <laughs> you gotta, dude, I got to 40-ish and I was like, uh, and I kind of was starting to look back at my my uh, my childhood, but then putting myself in my mom's shoes, right? Because like, you know, mm-hmm. being 40 and like she was like 40, 40, uh, 40 to 50 when when like really raising us. And I was like, oh, I wonder what it was like from her perspective. And I was like, oh, man, she was just trying to fumble through this life thing. That's just like me. Like, holy shit. Like we look mm-hmm. up at our parents and the, and but yeah, they know a lot because of the experiences they've had. I think that that's what we can gain from it. But like we used to look at them like gods, essentially, like they they know better. like they're supposed to take care of us and, and whatnot. And so then you get to that point where like you're the same age as them and you're like, how do they know what they're doing? They're just like playing checkers instead of chess with life. Yeah, it's like just make a move and see what happens. Teddy, I'm going to let you uh, see your hand raised, but you got to talk for a minute here because I'm going to mute my mic and go to the washroom. So I'm just going to be listening, but. I don't know if what I have to say is going to last a minute, but um, yeah, I just was, I just, (laughs) thanks coach. Um, So I just wanted to say that the whole, like wanting to do things for kids thing, like growing up, I think that yeah, there was definitely a lot of like, oh, I don't want to, for them to just do it on their own because I care about them. And I, and I just, you know, I, whatever, like I want to help them as much as possible. There's definitely like that caring aspect. Sorry, I have something in my eye and it's really brutal. Um, but I also feel like growing up, I really felt, and my parents and I have actually talked about this recently um, when we have our little like home counseling sessions, but like the, the lack of patience or like to teach the kid the skill. It's like, you're, it's gonna take way too long to, be, to teach you how to do this. Or like, it's, I have no patience right now to try to help you do this on your own. So I'm gonna do it for you. Or like this idea that 
you're just a fucking kid so you won't get it so I'm gonna do this for you because you're like incompetent you're just like a five-year-old or six-year-old right and I think that's also definitely a part of the reason why like now I'm learning like certain skills that like these kids that I used to nanny like Aaliyah and Tash they're amazing kids some of their like social skills or some of the skills that they have that they're learning in like sports now I'm like wow I learned that like three years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I learned that on my own or like I, I realized my entire life I was handed these things or given these things so that I didn't have to ever do it on my own and I'm like oh well it would have been really nice if I was like taught how to have to do it on my own like not necessarily like forced but like taught and told like you have you got to do this on your own otherwise you won't learn and I think that yeah I think that it would be a lot um a lot easier for me now in a lot of situations if I weren't put through the whole the lack of patience like that thing and so I mean I my parents have taught me so many things I'm very grateful (laughs) not saying they're like bad bad parents or anything they're just trying to figure it out but I think that moving forward now I'm trying to have more patience for people around me and more patience for like the kids that around me especially because a lot of the time I snap into the like holy fuck this is taking too long or like you're like not dumb but like you're just a kid like you don't know what you're doing like why should I teach you this when I could easily just do this for you like you don't need to learn this right now and then I'm like oh my god like they see everything that I'm doing they see everything that I'm or they hear everything that I'm saying like yeah it's I mean Mel probably knows this more than I do especially and I mean Mark you're a dad so Obviously, you know this more than I do, but I'm like just because our dad doesn't give me any sort of like I know everything. Trust me, but I, still, I, like you have like the the experience, right? And Mel's learning this in school, so I mean, to, yeah, I'm grateful for you guys because I'm definitely going to be learning a lot from you. But just the experience of being a kid is like, wow, I like there's so many things in my adulthood now that I'm seeing and it's clicking and it's kind of fucked, <laughs> but it's good. A lot of it is good. Yeah, you I basically mean, for- need all the patients. Um, and that's that's the, the thing that everyone always says, like about going to like the school that I'm in, even being like an elementary school teacher, just any level of teacher for children. Um, the biggest thing they stress is like, you're going to need to have patience. Like that's kind of the number one thing. Because like you said, as soon as you just start doing things for them to make something more convenient for yourself, um, you're depriving them of a learning opportunity. And that's what they're kind of trying to drill into our heads. I'm going to dip out for just a second to give my dog eardrops. It's okay. You guys held it down for the perfect amount of time. That was like, I had an allotted slot of time and I did it. All right. Sound good so far. Good. Glad you're liking it so far. Let's jump ahead to skip to the next topic that we kind of started to talk about. So I'll shut up now and start playing the video. You guys can follow along and see how you like it. Oh God. Oh, sorry. My coffee just had a full frontal attack on my trachea. That was bad. <sighs> I can breathe now though. Now, uh, Melissa, I wanted to ask you, like, I mean, after, like, what would you say the like going to school and learning about how to teach five-year-olds, what would you say, what, what's the best advice you heard that you wish you knew at five that you could tell us now? Mm. That's a really tough one, honestly. Um, yep. 
like the the best advice or or like or factor the you know knowledge that you gain that you're like oh i wish i knew that at five or in that realm like that you had just realized through the education or you wish that your parents knew (laughs) yeah um the thing that's tough is that my mom um was a daycare provider my whole life so that she kind of already did a little bit of that um one thing I find interesting is conflict resolution and how they're kind of teaching that um, because there's like stages of it. So the first thing you have to do, well, as the teacher, kind of the first thing you do is acknowledge what um, the one child is feeling. Like if it's say it's the child that was acting out, you first acknowledge what they're feeling because what they say is if you just go straight into discipline mode, um, they're not going to listen to you and they don't want to hear it and, or they're just going to have a certain feeling about it and they're not going to receive it properly. Um, so you first acknowledge what they're feeling. Um, sometimes I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the way they go about it and the way they're like all like flowery about it, but you know, that's you legitimize some bullshit. Yeah, but like it's it's still like you basically you acknowledge what they're feeling and then you also after because that gets their attention and then they're like, oh, they hear me, they understand me. And then you move into saying, okay, but what you did or the reason this person is crying or the reason this happened is because you did this or because you won't do this or something And then you start to move through a solution or talking to the other person and that kind of thing. Um, So it helps also develop empathy for the child in general, but it also makes them aware of how their actions affect other people. Um, And so it also helps to go both ways because then they're aware of how other people's actions can affect them. So it kind of... um, that's just something like recently over the last couple of courses that I've taken um, that I've learned because children are so like egocentric that it's very, very hard to teach them to think about other people. Um, so that's kind of the biggest thing is like trying to teach that and, and like conflict is huge. And if you're dealing with a bunch of egocentric kids in conflict, it's it's really tough to get across to any of them. So from a really young age, teaching them to basically consider how their actions or their words or whatever are affecting someone else, it also helps work the other way. How does this person's actions affect me so that they can learn to uh, resolve this conflict on their own? But you have to kind of like facilitate it at the beginning And then as they grow older, you can see them start to um, do it themselves. So that's, I'm I'm not like looking back on it. I don't know if I necessarily like needed that. I can't think of like a whole bunch of situations where I had all this conflict and stuff and wished I had a different way of dealing with it. But um, it's something that I think is very valuable to try to help certain kids, um, manage their emotions, be aware of their actions, just kind of all of that stuff. That's the stuff I'm learning now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think think that's like a lot of people, to be honest. I think conflict resolution is literally what 99% of society needs right now because I think um, 
yeah like even just like that example of like the taking the horse to water and it's like dude i'm fucking hungry like there's so many times where like we hear someone's problem and i'm like oh i know the perfect solution for that like yeah just fucking tell you and you'll just do it and then it's so frustrating because like pretty much whenever we're in conflict resolution the reason we have conflict and this is something i've been thinking about a lot because it's something i suck at it's like basically my conflict resolution skills go like this you're gonna do what i suggest or you're gonna get out of my way that's pretty much it like that's the way my conflict resolution works it's like we're going to try and enforce my way. And then if not smash, that's it. Like that's, that's the way I work. Like, it's like, yeah, this is why I made a funny face when you were like, I'm such a people pleaser. I was like, dude, you're like the least people pleasing person. I know I, that's because the pendulum swings. That's the pendulum yeah. swings. I was a people pleaser and then I swapped and then now I'm trying to go back, but I, um, what was I saying? But the reason we have conflict is um, basically like we're in a position where it's like, um, you know, like if I have conflict with Mel, say, for example, right? Like my brain, in my brain, the activity is, you know, either she has no concept of what I'm going through right now or how much she just fucked me over. Like, what a fucking idiot. Like, that's the way my brain works. I don't know about you guys. But for me, like, when I have conflict with someone, it's like, this person has no idea of the repercussions of their actions, their thoughts, what they've just done. Like, what is this person doing? And, uh, like, they obviously know how I feel. They obviously know what I'm thinking. So why the fuck would they have done that? Like, that's kind of the way I think. And then I had to backpedal and be like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, like I said earlier, like sometimes it's like we're watching completely different movies. Like my, like their concept of what happened and my concept of what happened is so different. Like we need to first level the playing field and like figure out what actually happened and like explain, like, I want to hear about their perspective because maybe I'm mistaken you know, and it's like, um, we don't even have those discussions because instantly I'm somebody and like, maybe this is like also just like kind of like my type A personality. It's like, I see problem, solution. Why is there anything in the middle? Why is there any discussion in the middle? Why is there any action? Like there's solutions right there. Let's fucking do that. And if you're not on board, like if you're in or you're in the way, like that's the way I literally think. Like, it's like, the solution's right there. We're all going there. And if you don't come, bye. Like, that's kind of the way it's like. So, so now I've realized it's like, dude, you have to have the conversation because you guys aren't even on the same page yet. Like, you have no idea, like, what their story is, what your story is. And a lot of the times we don't even know our own story because half the time when, like, and this is something that Teddy and I have to do. I love that this has just become relationship fucking, you know, we just get to talk about our relationship every week. But a lot of the times, like when Teddy and I are talking about like a conflict that we're like arguing about, by the time I even explain my point of view, I'll be like, oh, I see some incorrections. Like there's, just, there's some things that I just said that are dumb. Like the logical sequence doesn't really add up or like I'll Me say too. something and I'll be like, oh, this is a projection. Like by the time I say it, I'm like, oh, wait maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe I am wrong now. And then I'm able to like, I just think a lot of the times, like um, 
I'll word it this way. A lot of the times like for us, self-checking. well, like to even see the solution, we have to know what the problem is and we have an assumption of what the problem is. So then when we say it out loud, we're like, oh, maybe I had a misconception of what the actual problem is. And so by the time I even verbalize it, like that's why like it's important to have close friends and have, you know, like for like Mark, you called me last week and like you're just relaying all your stuff. And literally the last message you sent was like, now that I've typed that all out, I actually feel a bit better. Like I'm seeing my own perspective differently. And it's like, sometimes you don't even need advice. Like, and that's like something I've been trying to explain to people as well is like, oh, this person is coming to me for advice but then I give them advice and they don't do it or they feel frustrated. And it's like, dude, they might've said with their words, they're looking for advice, but sometimes we're not looking for advice. We just need to be heard. We just need to know a someone listened to me and someone cares about what I'm going through and someone's willing to actually hear it. And then by the time you actually hear your own thoughts, you're like, maybe I was wrong about this. Maybe I was wrong about that. And you actually start to get off. And then it's like, oh, I actually see what I need. And then you're able to ask for help. Like, it's like the idea of even just talking about these things first clarifies our own perspective so that we even know what we need. Because I think a lot of the time going into conflicts or any conflict resolution, we have a flawed conception that we already know what we need. Oh, I need this from this person. It's like, that's probably your ego keeping you in your comfort zone. And it's not even close to what you need. Like sometimes we need to verbalize all of these things with close friends or family members or whatever, so that we can even understand like, yo, my perspective's fucked right now. Like, I don't even have an accurate perspective of what's going on. Like, I don't even know what I need. So of course it's frustrating when someone's telling me what I need, because how do you know what I need? I don't even know what I need. I need to figure it out. You hit the nail on the head there. I mean, like, especially like, 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 when you just said it, like you, you're telling me what you think I need. I don't even know what I'm feeling or needing at this point in time. Like, like I don't even know. Am I tired? I, am I thirsty? Yeah. yeah. Like it's like I know I'm in pain. But why? And then of course, like, like, like you think about like the three main things. Like we joked about that. I think this was literally on last week's. I can't remember who I was talking about this. This conversation seems super familiar for me. I don't know if it was on my podcast or on the call, but it was like, if you take like just like this, the subs, the the things that are essential to being a human. It's like food, water, wa washroom, whatever, right? Like there's only three factors. When in real life, like to be emotionally stable, there's like hundreds of factors. But like, just to break it down to like three things, like if you're like food, water, oxygen, and obviously bathroom, whatever, right? But it's like, those are the essentials of being a human without those needs met. You're done, you're dead, like you can't live. But like, we have this flawed thought that it's like, oh, I know that this is the thing I need. But it's like, dude, that might not be it. Like, sometimes when we feel hunger pangs, it's like actually like your body telling you you need to drink water. But if you just keep eating and eating and eating and eating, you're going to keep feeling the same way. Like I do that sometimes where I just like binge eat because I'm like, I feel hungry. So I'll just binge. Eat. I'll eat another thing. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm still hungry. I'll eat another thing. Oh, I'm still hungry. 
It's like, bro, your body's not sending you the hunger signal. It's water signal. You need water, but you're just not listening. You're not reviewing what you've done today. Like you've already eaten enough. Obviously this sim, sim, like signal is telling you something else. And that's with like three things. That's like, if there's only three different factors, it's hard to get one of them nailed. But then you understand that like literally to be healthy and like happy, there's hundreds of factors, you know? And like, we just assume, oh, I need this or this person needs this. And it's like, why don't we get to the root of it instead of frustrating everybody involved? Yeah, I was going to say um, that if you constantly like on your analogy of like, if you're, you think you're hungry and you just keep eating, but in reality, your body's asking for, for hydration. I think when we are like constantly, you know, giving ourselves food or whatever, instead of what we actually need, then you start to train yourself to like do the unhealthy coping mechanism, or you're like training yourself and telling yourself like, that's what I need. That's what I need. And now five years later, after like having reoccurring, like, problems or like the issue coming up multiple times or like why have I felt this way for so fucking long it's like dude you've trained yourself to not cope properly you've literally trained yourself to like not get better and that's how I felt for like I felt that way for so fucking long and I was like I don't understand like well I'm giving I'm doing the right thing for so long and like and nothing changes or maybe yeah something's changed like it might get better for a little bit and then it's like just dips right back in or whatever and yeah it's like Am I just doing surface level shit? Am I doing the right thing? Am I coping properly? Am I actually working on the deep like root problems? Or am I actually just continuing to train myself that I'm hungry as fuck when I really need water? Like, am I telling myself I need this? It's interesting. Like, um, because what I've learned in a lot of the content I've consumed lately is like, um, we get these triggers, those, those, those situations in our life that like, you know, are tied to a memory or not tied to an emotion, and that, but that emotion is also tied to another memory. And so, I mean, it, it, when, when we are trained in sales, we would ask questions that was called going three deep, right? So you ask a question surface level, like, how was the weather? And like, and then you ask another question that's associated with weather, like, well, do you like it when it's sunny? And like, you just start to ask questions about the same topic, but like learning how to do that with yourself is something that like, I think that Melissa is just saying that like that that's what they're trying to teach kids to do. And somewhere along the lines, like I didn't really, I didn't really put two and two together that I was always doing it externally instead of like internally. And so when I started like realizing like, Oh, wait a second, if I feel this way, what's the reason why I'm feeling it this way. And I've actually will go back to past memories and like, Oh, this person or this situation, or this is what happened. And that's how I felt afterwards. And I'll start to dig into that emotion and that memory, the past memory. And when I do that, and I've done that, that surface situation that happened today or yesterday or whatever that triggered the emotion actually is nothing. It was like, oh, it's a reminder that there's a, something I need to work on. And so learning how to like, yeah, self-reflect to your point and like, it's super important. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Um... It's, yeah, it's definitely been something that I've, uh, I've been thinking a lot about because as someone that, like, I constantly have people kind of, and it's not something that I, I feel burdened with or, like, I, I'm complaining about, but I definitely am somebody that, like, consistently gets reached out to for things, and it frustrated me for so long because I would just spout off advice, and it's like, dude, this person might not even want advice. 
maybe they just need to be heard. Maybe they just need to be talked to. And, and then re- responding in a way, like for me, like responding in a way that this is actually where I've found difficulty now is like, how do I respond in a way where I'm not soliciting advice, but I'm still letting them know that they're heard? Because like, for me, it sounds so cheap and, and like, I, like, how do I let them know they're heard? Do I say, oh, that's tough? Oh, that like, or hey, I, I understand what you're going through, even though I don't. Or like, what do I say without soliciting advice to let them know that they're heard, that they're acknowledged? Like for me, that was that's that's always been a difficult thing for me to do. It's like, do I just say okay? Like, do I just say, I don't know what you guys think about that? Because for me, like it's so natural. Like I said, when someone comes to me with like problem for me to just be like solution. And for like most people, even myself, that's frustrating to hear, even though I do it, it's frustrating to hear because it's like, a, you're kind of acting like my big issue is not big or significant, but B it's also like, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but I I have a an issue with that one though also because a lot of the time like I've done this just so many of my friends how can I they say how can I support you and I'm like I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. I have no clue what I need right now. And then it just like ends where like I'm like I feel like I didn't get the help I needed or whatever, you know? And then that person has no idea. I think it's an opportunity for that person who is asked how can I support you? Cause I get that people will say that. And I, I honestly don't know, but it's an invitation to, to think about it for that person. Yeah. I like, uh, I like Mark's advice. Like I think uh, even with myself, I've kind of gotten trying to get in the habit of this where I like, before I solicit advice, I'll ask, do you want my opinion? Are you, are you looking for my opinion? All right, cool. You guys like that part so far? I'm glad you do. I'm assuming you do. Uh, Assuming that you like it, let's listen to the next part right now. This will be the last little segment I share from this week's call. And then at the very end, like I said, uh, we'll say our goodbyes. By doing the simplest things, those individuals getting the gain that confidence in, okay, if I can get up every morning and, and, you know, a particular period of time or like 6 a.m. every single morning for a week, what else can I do? And you start to slowly build that confidence back up, but there's no way that you could just be like, all right, I've done it before in the past. I can do it again. It doesn't work that fast. It doesn't work that easy. And so like, I don't think we're ever really ready, but I believe that that's part of the reason why we need family and close friends and groups such as this is because even though we think we're not ready because of the feelings that we're having and their internal conversations that we're having, those people around us can look at us and be like, no, you're ready. I believe in you. And like having them believe in us is, I mean, just sometimes that's all we need. Yeah, I'm hearing like that it's a lot of factors that it's like people pushing you as well as you building up confidence and like also a lot of acceptance. You have to have a lot of like acceptance of whatever the situation is to be able to be ready for the next step. Yeah, thank you I always think, I was gonna say like, I'll, I can chime in on my idea is I think, um, A lot of the times, like you're like, obviously it's such a cliche to say, you're never going to feel ready. 
Like it's like, and that's like the first thing I want to say is like, you're never going to feel ready because that's true. Right. Like I think a lot of the times the idea that we feel the most resistance to is the idea we need. That's the way I look at it. Right. So like, for example, if I'm like, Hey, I have this issue and I want to do X, like I want to do this thing. And then I'm talking to Mark about it. And he's like, all right, here's three actionable steps you can take. There's A, B, and C. And I'm like, okay, I could start with A. And, and C is definitely achievable. But B, I just don't really don't really think I'm ready yet. In my mind, what that tells me is A is probably not going to make any significant difference. C is probably something you're already doing. And you're telling yourself, well, oh, I can do this thing. And I'd, it's like, no, you're probably already doing something like that. It's like the thing that you feel the most resistance to that your ego is like, you're just not ready for that. You shouldn't be doing this. Like, maybe that's not the right stage. You're going to bite off more than you can chew. It's like that thing that you feel the most resistance to that you feel angry and you're like, fuck that. Shut the fuck up and do that thing. And fucking see. Like, try it. Because... Like I said before, like if you knew the answer, you wouldn't be in that situation. And naturally, we feel comfortable in familiar things. So we're going to say, that's outside my comfort zone. I'm going to stick to this A and C option because that's inside my comfort zone. What's like, you're shooting yourself in the fucking foot. You're making yourself worse. Like not only are you in the same position now, but you have a bullet hole in your foot because you've been thinking that you've been making progress. You're like, Hey, I've been working so hard. It's like, yeah, at things that you're comfortable with, which is how you got in your situation in the first place. So it's like the thing you feel the most resistance to you're like, Oh, I cannot do that. That's the answer. And in terms of like timing of like when you should act on it, my answer is, when you feel like you're backed against the wall and you have no options. Like when you're like, oh fuck, I can't act at all is the time you need to act. That's when you need to act. If you're thinking, oh, I, I missed my opportunity, then what, you're gonna fucking give up? Or the other option is we're like, oh, I'm gonna wait for my next opportunity. Like things aren't good right now. I'll just chill out, I'll wait. I'll get my next opportunity. It's like, oh, no, no, no. That ship has sailed. Like, you need to fucking start swimming after it. Like, you need to fucking go. Like, there's nothing else coming. Like, you missed the boat, dog. Get a fucking life jacket and start fucking paddling. Like, you need to go catch up. Like, that it's thing like, is even worse now. Like, it's like, you need to act now. <laughs> Buddha says uh, life is struggle or life is suffering. And like, I think to your, the example of the ABC would be is the scary thing, the thing that might be the most struggling or the suffering that, that you're trying to move away from, but actually moving towards the scary or the suffering or the struggle is what I, what I've kind of defaulted to doing. I try to go towards the thing that's scary, but then there's some times where I'm like, man, I'm just not ready for that yet. I'm not sure if I have the, the energy or tenacity. And then that's when like, I get that push from my external people. And so, uh, yeah, going towards the scary sometimes is the simplest solution, even though it's the scariest thing to do. Yeah. And it's always like the thing that we feel the most resistance to. That's the thing that I, is like the, 
the biggest thing is like when someone's like, Hey, you should do this. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. I shouldn't do that. I, I won't do that. It's not in the cards for me right now. It's like, uh, why are you getting so defensive about it? That's what I always try and ask myself after. It's like, why do you think you had that reaction? You know, like you probably know that's the answer and you don't want to do it. And that's why you're trying to justify it. And that's why you get aggressive when you're talking to other people, because that's pretty much how you talk to yourself. Like, that's like the internal conflict that I have. Like, it's like, nah, that thing that you really don't want to do is probably what's keeping you where you are. All right. That's it. Thank you guys so much for joining me this week. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoy these conversations that me and my group get to have every single week. And if you want to join in, if you want to be participating in these group calls, if you want to join in on this community, if you feel like, hey, I want to become a mentor for someone else, or maybe you're thinking, fuck, maybe I need a little bit of help from one of my mentors. Uh, this would be a great group for you. So like I said, in the very beginning of this episode, reach out if you want to join this community at Mark D. Hendricks on Instagram. But that's all I got. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this uh, podcast episode. That's all I got. Much love and peace out, baby.